Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Welcome to another episode of Canadian Politics is Boring. I don't know why I was doing a wobbly voice, but hello. I liked it. No, I, normally, I, normally you kind of, you're a little boring and it's just kind of monotone. I'm still like, Reese. Welcome to Canadian Politics. This is still Jesse. Yeah. And we're still doing a podcast. I'm still amazingly. Yeah, yeah. I'm... <laughs> I love this thing, man. I, I, th- for a podcast that was originally supposed to have twelve episodes last winter, I know. Right, this is this is fun. This is really fun. I'm having fun. Yeah. Are you ready to learn about something? I am Sorry. ready to learn something in my eye. Mm. There anyway, we go. Ready to learn about something in your eye? <laughs> yeah. What's the, what, what? Tell me about the thing in your eye, Reese. My finger was in my eye. I it's saw that. I, was okay. I did see that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Gustafs? We're not even doing small talk. Oh, sorry. Just um, jumping right into learning. Um, God damn, Reese. How was your day? It wasn't bad. Yeah. I did a little grocery shopping. I made some and some fruits. So my birthday was recent. Recently, I know, and you didn't tell me. I, I, didn't, I missed it completely. I didn't really tell anybody, um, but you, you did. I mean, you, did you left me a wonderful voicemail singing uh, "Happy Birthday, Fuckface." What are you fifty now? That was. <laughs> That's what, what I do. It was what sung, I do. And you sung it. It was That's lovely. what I do. Yeah. No, I turned 42 and uh, I've been trying the, the ketogenic diet recently, which is great. I've lost like 10 or 11 pounds in, in a month, which is amazing. And so like I've been fasting and keto, which is a great combination. Um, I've been like learning about this stuff for years. And 
my birthday was there. I'm like, my, of course, my parents want to make me a cake. And I'm like, ah, all right, I can have a cheat day. And so I was all prepared to have like a cheat week. And my friend Ryan invited some friends over, not many, it's COVID safe. Um, and we just played some games. And he's like, don't buy any snacks or anything like that. We're doing a keto feast. I'm like, what? Okay. And so I go over there and there's a couple of my friends there and he's got Jackbox on the TV. And in front of me is this just giant feast of meat and cheese and like and a couple bits of broccoli. <laughs> right. Just like and then my other friend Drew brings out like plate after plate after plate of various flavored barbecued drumsticks uh, along with these huge buckets of, of pepperoni chopped up into various like various spices and hot levels. Did you go to one of those new age meat gasms? I, it was crazy how much meat and cheese there was just insane. And then they, they split it up and they gave me a portion of take home and I've been eating it like as a full meal once or twice a day for this entire week. That's wow. how much that was. That was just what I took home. Like it was an insane. He told me it was, he spent $159 on meat and cheese. I bet you're looking forward to being able to defecate again one day. Oh my God. Any day now. they like, <laughs> Just sit on the toilet and cry every night. This is wonderful small talk. I love small talk. It involves people's bowels and uh, dietary stuff. Uh, I, I've had a I've had a great week. I'm tired. It's been busy, but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm. Uh, what you been What you been busy doing? Ow. I, I, that I, was sympathetic pain. It ow. didn't hurt me. Uh, uh, <laughs> it hurt me to watch you. Those of you who have uh, given in to the uh, the soft urgings of following us on Instagram. The soft urgings. Um, I, I I managed to set link my laptop up and mix audio in I my car that. using my that. car sound system as speakers. That was a while ago, but I liked that. That yeah. was good fun. That was, so good that fun. was a good time. But yeah, um, I, uh, enough small talk about your bowels and my car. <laughs> Let's mix the two together, Reese. No. Let's go on a road trip and, and just hold it in. The toilets of I, Nova Scotia. It could be a photography book I, where you use a toilet and then you take a picture of the toilet. I don't actually think someone could pay me to do that no. show. I, I'm normally up for any kind of crazy suggestion, but I there's think a, that, a, that pushes the limit for there's me. There's a British comedian who takes photos of, of dog eggs or dog drop-ins, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, and, you did that. And names them. Uh, oh. and, he, and he sells photography books and it's just collections of dog crap that he's taking photos of. My, my, I did that. I made that once just, except it was slightly different. It was, uh, it was supposed to be a, a fun gag joke for my, my buddy Ryan's, uh, birthday. Please and don't, if you would listen to this, please don't take photos of poo. No. So like he had a cat, sadly passed away, but his, he had a cat named Scratch and my friend Drew and I thought it'd be really funny to make a photo book of all of Scratch's puke because Scratch was a pukey cat. He just puked a lot. She puked a lot. And so we, like, for months, would just take photos of all of Scratch's puke, and then we, like, printed it off in this, like, glossy photo book and handed it to him, and he fucking hated it. No. Good, Understandably so, though. Good yeah. reading of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about the Gustafsson so, Lake. So just to... Oh, so sorry. We, we talked about... In our small talk, we talked about uh, bowel movements, editing in a car, taking photos of dog shit, and taking photos of cat puke. Yeah. This is, okay, par for the course. See, right. So yeah, um, you're listening to Canadian Politics is Boring, <laughs> the uh, premium Canadian political satire show where we discuss all manner of Canadian politics. Um <laughs> This is about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the title. I'm gonna try and say the title again before you try and interrupt me with a recap of uh, the diorama of. Don't 
don't pull the can when I try and see the episode. You finished? Can we do... Sorry, people at home. Oh, you get the taste of man. They, should, they love that shit. <laughs> Gustafsson Lake Standoff. Have you heard of that? No. Gustafsson Lake Standoff. Gustafsson Lake Standoff. I've probably said it wrong. But, is this a, this um, is a lake. Gustafsson Lake. There's a standoff at Gustafsson Lake. So the Gustafsson Lake Standoff was a month-long <clears throat> conflict between a small group of First Nation Sundancers and the RCMP. Oh, this is going to be depressing as 1995. fuck, isn't it? No, it's insane. It's insane? Okay. It's an insane story. Right. I'm, it, it's I'm kind happy of, with it. You know... Um, when you sneak in really gory, depressing episodes. <laughs> no, it's... it's <laughs> There is some death, but that's not the main point of it. So the main part of this story is that it's just crazy. It's like almost like a pitched battle between First Nations people and the RCMP. A what battle? Like a pitched battle. Like a, a, pitched, like a, like a pitched battle? battle? Like as in like people with guns shooting at each other. Jesus. This is a 1970... 1995. 1995. Holy fuck. Okay. Which right. is... Yeah, uh, tell me about this I would have been 11 years old. Uh, you would have been about 30. Anyway. <laughs> so... Thanks. Thanks, Reese. Happy birthday, folks. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, this is in BC. So so for several years, the uh, predominantly, now I'm going to try and say this. This is a First Nations name. I'm sorry if I offend you, like I do all of the French Canadians all of the time. Uh, the the, Sequip, the Sequipemc people. Sequip, I'm going to give a turn and screen. I'm going to see if I can. S-E-C-W-E-P. EMC. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Sacrament people, um, or the Sundancers, as I will call them from now on, right. before I um, yeah, ruin friend. somebody else's day. Um, <laughs> people from the region, basically they were participating in, uh, in a ceremony known as the Sundance that gathered every July at Gustafsson Lake, which um, is known as uh, Tispeaton to the, uh, to the, to the Sundance uh, people that who attend uh, and it was on a, a pasture of land in british columbia owned by an american rancher called lyle james so it was essentially it was a a really important part of their community that patch of land was was sacred to them okay and in all of the land and this is in british columbia british columbia and in all the land grabs that have happened it was no longer their property or um they weren't it weren't um they weren't in control or living in that sacred area. So they had to get permission from the landowner, the American rancher, to go and use it. And he didn't mind. What were they using it for? Just to, they have to live on? Or? No, to have a month-long ceremony in the sacred area. Oh, and you said the rancher didn't mind. Like, the rancher didn't mind. They were on good terms. So um, they, 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 he lived near some reserves. Uh, he had a lot of indigenous people working for him. Was the rancher you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of people working on, on his property. Um, and and it, would be, it was pretty amicable. And he would allow the, the Sundancers yearly access to the land. That sounds nice. For a 10-day ceremony, provided they did not erect any permanent structures. That sounds nice. It is nice. Yeah. It's like, yeah, do it. Go on. Right. I appreciate you, you know, pick up the litter. All that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but that all changed in the summer of 1995. So the Sundancers... Uh, you, have to, you have to do that again, Reese. That all changed in 1995. That's better. That's more Canadian, uh, like like something from the CBC. But now do like a horror sort of documentary where like it's it's this like you can hear like a, a low piano note happening. Dome. Dome. Like boom is the boom. piano. <laughs> Dome and boom. No, like... Okay. Well, but, anyway... But that all changed in the summer of 1995. You did it. That's fine. There okay. you go. Good. <laughs> so, the, so the Sundance dancers, led by Percy Rosette, 
who was an elder, they erected a small structure and a fence to keep James's cattle out of the sacred site. Um, and this uh, angered James, and he delivered an eviction notice uh, oh, to them, demanding on, that they leave. So uh, the camp had about 20 people there, and um, before the month-long Sundance cycle was complete, they were told to leave. Um and there were some there were some allegations that the ranch hands had harassed the Sundancers using racist language and even fired warning shots at the campers. Oh, that's shit, man! I thought these yeah. were nice farmers. Fuck, well, they hell. were, but then they they. And then someone erected a fucking fence, and they went all yeah fucking to keep crazy the cows off the sacred sacred site. Which right, like, I think is understandable. You don't want cows, you know, wandering around doing cow things on an area. That but you again, think it's is just still like a conversation. Like, hey, I know you don't want to erect permanent structures. Can we put up a fence? Uh, sure. But the, Sundan- just, like, the Sundancers refused to leave, and they carried on with the ceremony, and everything proceeded through July as normal. Um, but there were frequent meetings between the uh, the the RCMP um, and the Sundance uh, kind of uh, the Sundance uh, community there, and the and the James family from who owned the land. They had tensions were high, but they they started talking to each other because they refused to leave. James wasn't happy. He called the police. He issued an eviction notice. So tensions were high and they started talking. Uh, each side, the problem was each side saw the other as the illegal occupier. So the Sundancers were like, yeah. this has been our site site for as long as anyone can remember and generations and generations before. You've only been here 30 years or, or 100 years or whatever since they took over. And then the other right. person was like, I've got a piece of paper that says I've, I own this. This is my legal land. So no one came to terms. So they stayed there through August, resisting uh, notice. And then skirmishes between armed campers, ranch hands, and undercover um, RCMP crew, <laughs> RCMP members escalated. So they had skirmishes. So like little flare-ups would happen between armed people. Some of them oh were... Oh my God. So some of them were ranch hands, yeah. Um, uh, and I didn't... Uh, and because of this, because the, every now and again, there'd be a little fight breakout and people were heavily armed on both sides. Uh, national media attention. Uh, started right, to come to the town, yeah. which is crazy. You think, oh, we just we refuse to leave, and then undercover officers with guns having like little skirmishes. It's just insane. It's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah, where it was like it was so peaceful before, and everyone's just you know they just got along and did their thing, and then one little fence. But also, this happened every year, and they left after a certain amount of time because they were there for this festival. Right. So because the escalations were high, they were staying there longer. So this rolled on, this rolled on into September, which didn't usually happen. It was usually a 10-day event. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, um, 
So the RCMP in early September started putting plans together to remove them by force, which you know is never going to go very well. I mean, it typically doesn't, no. Um, so they sent an emergency response team to surprise the camp, which I think emergency response response team is uh, just a nice rebranding of just a bunch assholes of... Assholes with guns. Assholes with guns. <laughs> want to beat the shit out of people to scare <laughs> them off. Um, and they'd recruited more military... <laughs> They'd actually recruited militant and armed individuals to join them. So not all of them were officers. They were oh, just wow. like, hey, get a rabble. Do you, do you want to die by a rabble? Armed mob. Um, what, what, what? Armed mob? Armed mob. Oh, armed mob. <laughs> so bringing in equipment such as helicopters and several armored personnel carriers. Jesus Christ. This is, this is people who how have... Many, how many... This is people having a, a small religious festival. How many of the... How many people were at the religious festival? Hang on, let me check. There was usually... What was the name of... Um, what was their name again? I forget. You uh, mispronounced it. So. About, there were about 20 there. This Tw- so 20 people. Having a, small, assuming, having a small religious festival. A small religious festival. I'm assuming these people are unarmed. Yes, I think so. Okay. And they're bringing No, in- I think some of them were armed. Okay. I believe some of them were. But not in military sense, in a sense of... Right, I, like, live in the, I live in Canada in the wild... I have a rifle I have for a rifle. hunting. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's say, I don't know, what, six, how many people in a 20-party group need rifles for hunting? Like, let's say six rifles against, and then they're branded, what, like a but helicopter, helicopter and tanks? Several like, armored personnel carriers from the Canadian military. Yeah, this seems like an appropriate response. Fuck's yeah. sake, man. Oh, my God. On September the 11th, a truck driven by two of the defenders, or the Sundance defenders, mm-hmm near the perimeter of the camp, hit an explosive that had been planted by the RCMP. Fuck. So they hit, the RCMP have gone, what should we do? I don't know, let's hide bombs. Yeah, that's always a smart plan. See, see what happens. Yeah, this, Jesus Christ. Um, which is just, I couldn't find any more detail on that. I was like, why are the RCMP... That's weird, really? Yeah. Why I figured they, that'd be in the news. Why are they planting explosives? Like, either they dropped it and left it there by accident so that someone could drive a truck over it, in which case, that's pretty bad. Right. Um, that was gross negligence. Or they planted it there hoping that someone would drive over in a truck, which is technically... Way worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's disgusting. Like a, um, and someone hit it. And this is the 90s. Hello, <laughs> this is the 90s. <laughs> you know, this is like when Saved by the Bell was at its peak. It's not that long ago. <laughs> it's a good rep. Yeah, thank you for... No problem. I almost it's forgot, what the, con- na- yeah, I almost forgot when the con- 90s were released. Thank the you. Simpsons were in their heyday. Uh, other TV shows were too. <laughs> other TV. <laughs> uh, high Tops. Right. You know. Forgot about High Tops. Exactly. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, I have to interrupt. You thought we were doing this for free this entire time, didn't you? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, no, we've got we got to pay the bills. So you're gonna you're gonna sit there and you're gonna listen to what we have to feed in your ear holes, and you're gonna like it. So, uh, two activists fled on foot because of this explosion by this planted. Uh, and a firefight between the RCMP and the activists ensued, lasting 45 minutes and involving thousands of rounds of anim- ammunition. Jesus Christ. Uh, one non-Indigenous supporter was shot in the arm. There were no serious injuries sustained by either the police or the defenders. And Thousands of rounds were shot and no one was hit. Uh, and the only fatality was a dog owned by one of the defenders. So either everyone was a really bad shot... Or they just weren't trying to hit anybody. Wait, you know, like, the, do you used to watch the A Team? No, I never really did. So on the A Team, it was, it was on in the, it was like, you know, it was on in the middle of the day. But obviously, they, they shot lots of machine guns, mm-hmm. and because it was on daytime TV, 
no one could die or be killed. So you'd have all these really extended <sighs> gunfights. Or like a helicopter would crash. And the next shot, you'd see them crawling out, like rubbing their hands, right. going, oh, ow. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of that. It's almost, it's almost like, did they, I, I, I hope the RCMP didn't actually want to kill anyone and that people were missing on purpose. They were just trying to scare make, them off. Scare or them off. Or right. I don't because know. Or thousands maybe, of rounds were shot and no one. Either they had yeah. a heart or they were poorly trained. Or both. Both are hard to believe. Yeah, man. like just, <laughs> or maybe it's just blind luck that nobody was killed. Well, the, the poorly trained is actually from the dog, to believe. which is sad. Yeah, that's very sad. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find out what the dog was called. Oh, which is you sad. just want to name it now? No, because it's disrespectful to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that dog was called, it's sad. Um, so by this time, after the thousands of rounds of ammunition and the planted explosive, they agreed to leave because they liked. Uh, they probably wanted to come back the be able to try and come back the next year oh my god uh, please tell me they tried did yeah, they try no, i think i don't I, hey farmer bob remember yeah, last year yeah, that was a bit crazy right can we try this again like, <laughs> so <laughs> no fences this time uh so a spiritual advisor an indigenous spiritual advisor came as well and said listen just let's just go home you know this is crazy right the standoff cost an estimated 5.5 million dollars and Jesus involves at Christ. least 400 police officers where the fuck is this money being spent 400 400 police officers oh my god yeah i'm really glad nobody died um police charged a dog died did you say someone died with the, no they the got bomb? shot they got shot in the arm and someone got shot a, in the and arm. a dog died and a dog, who, luckily yeah it was very lucky very light casualties um police charged 14 first nations people and four non-indigenous supporters with 60 offenses including two counts of attempted murder no one was charged for planting the explosive or accidentally leaving an explosive. Right. Which is... Of uh, course not. Evidence presented at the trial sparked accusations the RCMP had engaged in a campaign of deliberate media disinformation, barring journalists from the site to speak with the activists and smearing the First Nations leaders. Um uh, basically, they were kind of, uh, there's a, a guy called Don Campbell, who's a Kamloops lawyer, who had defended uh, Shishwap people uh, in some of the cases and said that... Uh, the, a lot of the people were characterized as domestic terrorists. Um, 20,000, he said there were 20,000 rounds of ammunition that were expelled in the end. Jesus and Christ. They actually ended up mowing down dozens of trees in the gunfire. That's how serious it was. Wow. Um, in the end, a jury set aside the two most serious attempts of uh, murder uh, and 15 people... Uh, and they only delivered, so basically jail sentences ranged from six months to eight years for the defenders in the end. Wow. And that was the outcome of it. So after all that, um, RCMP, nobody nobody faced any charges. There was no real investigation. They never do, man. There was no investigation to the event. Either. No, they never do. They never look back on it. Um, so it, it just seems like such, um, it could have been dealt with very differently. It could have been dealt, yeah. Like if a little bit of... <laughs> we just send in armoured vehicles, tanks, bury some explosives around the perimeter and shoot a dog. Right. Um, and mow down several trees with a machine gun. Just, or machine guns, or, I mean, maybe they didn't have machine guns. Maybe just lots of rounds of whatever they did. Anyway, it just sounds crazy. But I mean, it's an, it brings up an interesting point, which like is, you know, we try to avoid really really deep topics on our comedy <laughs> political show. Uh, Sometimes you've got to, I mean, I just think the story's crazy. But the like fact the, that nobody the, knows about it. I'm, I'm, I was, told, well, I was talking to my friend Howie on the way over 
to record this podcast and I was saying how blown away I am at how you constantly find shit like this. You always find these weird it's stories. Called, it's called reading. You know, well, nobody, I guess I don't <laughs> do that or something like that. Don't, don't read. <laughs> I'll get you a pop-up book for your birthday. <laughs> no, it's, it's just interesting. The, the whole uh, rightful owner of land scenario and how angry people get at that and how there are some really interesting points to be made on both sides and when that happens it's always best to have armed standoffs obviously that's the best way to resolve this shit nothing (laughs) nothing says i care about your feelings let's get around the table and talk than two thousand twenty thousand rounds of ammunition right exactly yes and uh, (laughs) the sacrificial dog It just seems ridiculous. Yes, it is ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the better thing to do would be to uh, just let them carry on and let that farmer be angry. And they all would have gone home early. Right. And the RCMP would have $5.5 million extra. Well, like like logic and emotion, they don't mix, as we well know. If anyone here is married or in a relationship at all, uh, you know, Reese, you're, you're married for a while, so you probably understand that all too well. But uh, I don't know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> if someone's if someone has a logical point to make and they're angry about it, the number one thing you have to do is dispel their anger, not dispel their not argue their logic. Right? It's just dispel their anger, get rid of their anger. You do that by listening to them. You do that by just being like attentive. And then once they're no longer angry about it, then you can talk about it. Right? But like if both sides are angry, then it, then you get twenty thousand fucking rounds of ammunition and a dead dog. Like that's just and no trees and no yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. That's I've I I don't I think that's how most married couples argue, but. <laughs> That is, if you're a married couple and that's how you argue, I suggest therapy, couples therapy. Uh, that's what they needed was just therapists to turn yeah. up, not 400 therapists with 20,000 rounds of love. 20, that's what they needed. Like a Care Bear stare? Yeah, just, just yeah, anything. Just, just take off their shirt. 20,000 hours of, of therapy. their nipples in their general direction and just, scream love at them. Just get everyone to, yeah. Yeah. It was, Love He's ripping off their shirts and exactly. pointing nipples. Yeah, I exactly. think that'd be much more effective, honestly. And armored love carriers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only way to resolve it. But anyway, that's where the kid they get their Care Bear stare stashes from. Is the armored love carriers? Yeah. Did you like this story? I say like. Did you I find the story mean, it was, interesting? It was interesting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it like the highlight of my day. It was just learning about the skirmish, but like uh, or various skirmishes. But, but there it was very. Of, but this fascinating. Was, this was one of many. We can do more episodes on the other ones. But this was like. A lesser known one, but there was a lot of armed standoffs between the RCMP and indigenous people. And there's there's one really famous one I want to cover where the army turned up. What if this was a ruse? What if the farmer was actually always in like a really good relationship with the native people who wanted to borrow his land? And and he just he really needed to chop down those trees. That's pretty elaborate plan. Right. And so he sat them down and like, look, let's let's stage a fight. Okay. And I'll call the RCMP and I'll tell them, like, look, just scare them off and don't. You know what they're like. They're going to end up shooting all the trees down. That's what they do. (laughs) I mean, it's plausible, but I mean, it's kind of, he's thinking many, many moves ahead. Well, I mean, he could have been a chess It's a very high risk strategy. Um, I'm going to say. True. I'm going to say. Let's call that a plan B as (laughs) as an option for possibilities in the round. A very elaborate plan B. I think what happened was he just got angry. 
Really? Okay. The, I'm gonna, you, you go with your theory. I'll go with my theory. Yeah, okay, you can have your alternative theories of history. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, thanks for listening. I hope that you all enjoyed learning about it. If you live near that lake and uh, you know anyone who was there, um, get them to talk about it more. And maybe they are talking about it. That's maybe, a good point, yeah. Or is, is a share this story. Not necessarily this podcast. Find it. Send people the link. There's there's a bunch of articles about it. It's just, yeah, do not use us no, as an educational no, no. source. <laughs> but there was no there was no no like major inquiry. It's one of the things you go. There could be an inquiry. Most of the people are still alive. Wow. To find out why and uh, just I, I don't know if you if you if you're looking for something to do this weekend, don't plant explosives casually around the, around the perimeter of a camp. Thanks, Reese. Because um, <laughs> always good advice yeah, coming yeah. from you. Because apparently that's fine. <laughs> Um, but it's really not so how would you like to go to our YouTube channel oh, which is a call to action okay. YouTube channel where you, we, have we don't t- really do are we, we starting to repost on YouTube now sometimes we do we have 201 subs- 203 subscribers and we also have a music video we have that's true is that on YouTube now that's always been on YouTube oh sweet fucking yeah go check video. out our YouTube video Some- and we've got a a, a virtual reality uh 360 virtual reality you can put on a virtual reality helmet and watch us one of or our you, episodes if you don't have a helmet you can just use you can just use browser. YouTube and browse and use uh, your mouse one of our videos fun. got taken down for harassment and bullying what what the, what? Uh, the QAnon episode yeah uh, was taken down for harassment and bullying what are you talking about I don't know whether we made too many Justin Trudeau eating baby jokes or someone from the QAnon community felt we bullied them but, uh, that's a mi- that happened I, no fucking way. And I, 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 I tr- feel like a celebrity now. That's I, amazing. I tried to repeal it, but they said no. We've double checked, and and you were being harassed, harassy bully people. That's what they, that was the exact words they used. Harassy bully people. Yeah, yeah. They didn't double Leave us fucking a, check. Go and fight. Go on Vimeo. You harassy bully people. <laughs> it's no place for you on YouTube. This is where everyone gets on. <laughs> So anyway, did we harass so, the QAnon? Is that what we were we harassing we, bullies? I think we pissed off some QAnon people, but yeah. um, I don't care. Yeah, who gives because, a shit? Um, <laughs> the reality. That's, honestly, honestly, I'm I'm much happier that that happened than having the video exist on our YouTube page. Yeah, like, uh, exactly. Just, I'm willing to take the hit on that. Like that's just cool. <laughs> Honest to God, that's cool. You know, you've made it when you've pissed off the QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> don't harass and bully people. Unless they say something really stupid. Yeah, that's interesting. And no, no, side note, side note. That's really interesting. Um, because Spotify was really amped up their podcasting game, right? And they paid for Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. and their advertising podcasts on the mobile app. Like if you scroll, it's like, here's some podcasts to suggest they never used yeah. to do that. They're really going hardcore. And we're laughing like, oh, podcasts aren't censored, blah, 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 yet. Okay, so... YouTube was the, like five, six years ago was the golden age of YouTube. Okay, there's that's when all the people who've been no, really, that's when all the people who've been, who've been doing it for five to ten Behold years. The golden age of YouTube. <laughs> it's true though. Like uh, all the all the YouTubers have been doing it for five to ten years are suddenly millionaires, right? And they're and life is good, and all the people love their shit, and they could just be creative in any way that they wanted. And like the, the YouTube was making tons of money for themselves, and the users were making tons of money, and everyone was making lots of money, and the creative aspect of it was wild and free and these videos were spectacular it was wonderful and then pewdiepie fucked it all up by being a racist asshat and the sponsors who were sponsoring his video were like wait a second we don't want to sponsor a racist i don't i'm paraphrasing of course and that's when youtube's like no that was in the official press release of coca-cola was it really no no 
So Thanks that's, for so saying that's when that, No, that's when that happened, right? That's when. That, so no. you worried that um, you? Um, I'm not worried. No, I'm, because I'm we just... made fun of racist conspiracy theorists <laughs> that we might not get sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if a brand is worried about that audience sector, I wouldn't want their money anyway. So. <laughs> Listen, the the stats have come in. The the neo Nazis and the skinheads really don't like what you're saying. So we're not we're not going to sponsor you. Well, well, fuck you, Pepsi. <laughs> And that's where we'll end the show with <laughs> "fuck you, Pepsi." <laughs> uh, Pepsi, please get a hold of us. Go to YouTube. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.